Blog Talk Radio. If you're looking for a place to get help, support, and information that provides relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's disease, you are at the right place. This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. I interview people every week from all over the world who give me information about what provides them great relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. One of the reports that I have heard consistently is that Tai Chi, as well as Qi Gong, provides people incredible relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. So after getting report after report from individual after individual who have the symptoms of Parkinson's that tell me Tai Chi helps them, I have actually found an individual who really is, I think, the world's expert on how Tai Chi and Qigong can be used to help an individual who is uh, challenged with the symptoms of Parkinson's. This individual is Aria Brislow. He has done Tai Chi and Qigong for now 30 years. He practices this every day, and he really is an individual who is a teacher of other teachers of this particular discipline. So it's my pleasure to be able to sponsor today my uh, previously recorded interview with Arier Brislow, who will be discussing how Tai Chi and Qigong can be used by individuals who have the symptoms of Parkinson's to get great relief from their symptoms. Welcome then now to my first segment of the interview with Aria. I am interviewing today Aria Brislow, who is a true international expert in Tai Chi and Qigong. And as a matter of interest, every morning for the past 30 years, he has begun his day with both Tai Chi and Qigong. He is an uh, extremely well-published author and has also created a number of, uh, of CDs and DVDs on Tai Chi and has also worked extensively with individuals who have mobility problems. So I want to thank you so much uh, for uh, being available to talk with us today. Great. I'm looking forward to uh, telling you a little bit about myself. Um, do you want me to just tell you a little bit about how I got into this? That's my first question. Okay. Okay, great. <laughs> so I'm anticipating you. Uh, it began uh, really uh, when I was living in Berkeley, California, and I was invited to a Japanese tea ceremony with uh, uh, a Japanese tea master, and uh, it was quite an interesting event. It's very uh, meditative, very zen-like. Um, and uh, he also taught Tai Chi, and he invited the participants to uh, take his Tai Chi class afterwards. And uh, that's how I got started, and uh, it was just one of those things by, by if, if you believe in accidents, which I don't think I do, uh, I began uh, taking Tai Chi lessons with him and uh, practicing and finding myself practicing more and more. And that was about 1977, 78. And then when I moved to Israel uh, in Jerusalem in 1981, I uh, had already uh, had a number of years under my belt, and uh, I began to teach. There was very few teachers at that time. I was one of the first, uh, Tai Chi. And uh, I started my own school, the Jerusalem School of Tai Chi Chuan and Qigong, and uh, met my wife here, and she was one of my students, and she uh, also teaches now. And so I've been teaching uh, Tai Chi here for... Oh, the last 29 years, 28, 29 years, and I've um, uh, been a student Tai Chi teacher for over 30 now. Um, in the course of my, my work, which might be more interesting for your, your, um, your audience, uh, the people with mobility problems or no people who have mobility problems, uh, there was a, and I think it was about the mid-90s, um, there were some studies done, especially at uh, uh, Emory University. I'm, I'm talking too much if you want to ask any jump No, in, no, it's just wonderful. Okay, wonderful. okay. so I, there was a, um, uh, a very important study done at Emory University by uh, Dr. Stephen Wolf, and uh, it showed that uh, Tai Chi helped uh, balance and walking problems more than 
any other exercise that they they use, including the control group, and uh, they did you know physical therapy and, and other kinds forms of exercise. They, they tried to compare it, and also re it reduced blood pressure and uh, stress and uh, had all these uh, strength uh, benefits. So all this came together and uh, was reported in the popular press, in particular uh, Maturity Magazine for seniors. Uh, it was uh, an important step, and then of course it got uh, published all over the country. Actually, Maturity Magazine I think became uh, is defunct now, and it became uh, the uh, magazine for the for uh, it's the seniors um, organization uh, today, the main seniors organization. So um, uh, I I found myself really uh, fascinated by it, and uh, I all of a sudden I I had a lot of seniors wanting to join my Tai Chi classes. And what I found uh, was that um, for two reasons uh, it was very difficult for seniors. One reason was the, uh, memory, because as we get older, and I've experienced this myself, my memory isn't as sharp as it used to be, and Tai Chi is a series of, a sequence of movements uh, that you have to learn one after the other. So um, it requires memory, and then it's, it can be quite demanding on the legs because there's a certain sinking uh, into the knees and into the legs, so that can cause problems if the, the knees are already weak uh, because of age. So what I did is I realized it wasn't working that well, um, and also the st different studies about seniors uh, mainly just chose a few Tai Chi exercises to uh, teach the uh, seniors. Not They weren't learning the whole form. So I tried to create a program uh, to to extract the principles of Tai Chi uh, and put them into very simple exercises such as walking and shifting weight um, and uh, you know and just pretty you know much easier but you know to try to get the same uh, benefits and of course that expanded when you talk about balance and walking problems that expanded to uh, people with Parkinson's and people with um, MS and all kinds of different problems that people I've worked with over the years now. So I, for about the last 15 years, I've been uh, or or so I've been um, developing these programs and have created a, a manual uh, with the very basic exercises in a, in a DVD for for those people with mobility problems. So that's basically what happened. <laughs> um, now I did have um, one st very important student uh, uh, who um, uh, was diagnosed about, I think it was about 10 years ago with, with Parkinson's. Now he had already been my student for, for quite a while, so he knew the form uh, and so on. His name was is Danny. And uh, he's quite an amazing uh, guy because uh, he was able to reduce his um, uh, level of medicine through Tai Chi and, and uh, diet. And he felt that uh, the Tai Chi, uh, when he did Tai Chi and he did it on a regular basis, it was the same as taking um, his uh, Parkinson's medication. Oh, great. You know, so it was a yeah. It was uh, he was able to reduce it. Of course, he he had to take the medicine, but he was he was able to keep the the dosage on a on a fairly low level, and uh, he's really still doing great. I mean, he went to he was very he went to a, a Parkinson's um, uh, conference with his wife recently, and they sat down in the in the circle and. Now, he'd already had Parkinson's for eight or ten years now, you know, and uh, so they asked him, um, you know, and his wife, which one of you has Parkinson's? <laughs> That's great. It's a great story, yeah, because he really, you know, he, he really, uh, I mean, you know, there are some signs, you know, but um you really have to know that he has parkinson's i mean to to pick it up and then that's been quite a while you know there's a, it's, it's really been he's really been amazing but he works hard at it in other words he does his tai chi you know he walks he exercises he does all these things so he does it every day oh yeah oh yeah you i you can't it's very cumulative you have to you know keep the exercise up you know and uh, and work on it every day there's no doubt about that so that that was uh that's his experience and um 
And then there's, I, I don't know if you know about the study, but that um, was done in Florida with this woman by the name of, um, I think it's Carrero. Uh, it's actually on the Internet. That's where I found it. And uh, it's on my, I believe it's, I, I, it's on my website, uh, her study, where she showed that um, people who have Parkinson's, um, uh, she did a, a study for the university, uh, when they did Tai Chi, that they were able to re reduce their symptoms uh, considerably uh, as compared to the uh, control group. So there, I think there's there's a lot of, um, and then my own personal experience too is with people with uh, Parkinson's and MS and other problems, and certainly seniors with um, different kinds of mobility problems. Uh, there's if it, it, it definitely can improve um, balance and walking and and feeling more confident. I think that's part of it too, is just feeling more confident about yourself. So your observations are it's really not just the case of one person, uh, Danny. Uh, you've observed that other people who have mobility challenge oh. and have Parkinson's have also seen significant improvement in their Oh, systems. definitely. Uh, uh, definitely. Um, there's no doubt about it. I, I, I think that, um, uh, you know, it, it's not just Parkinson's people, but it's anybody who who has um, – I know I my, myself, you know, I, I you know, basically I'm pre I'm pretty physically fit, you know, I'm 65 now, but I'm I'm a fairly physically fit person, and I know and I notice that if I miss several days, you know, it happens. Let's say um, I'm sick or I'm on on vacation, or, you know what I mean, on a trip, I'm fl I'm flying or something, miss a few days of exercise, I feel it. I feel that there's a drop off. Especially it's true as we get older, or we have uh, in, uh, certain illnesses or limitations. Uh, we're challenged in some way. Um, we definitely um, uh, lose some of the uh, some of the, we we go down from the plateau where we've reached uh, for our, with when we do our exercise on a regular basis. How much time a day do you recommend people spend doing tai chi? Um, I I think do, just exercising tai chi too, and I'm including everything, but. I think uh, a person who has uh, mobility problems needs to spend at least a half an hour, half an hour a day, and it'd be good. It, you can break it up. You can do, um, you know, 15 minutes or so in the morning, you know, and that's when people tend to have the most energy, you know. Uh, uh, let's say after breakfast and uh, you know whatever they they're doing when about nine ten o'clock that you know uh, they tend to have more energy that, uh, at that at that time in the day then you know do fifteen or twenty minutes of uh, tai chi or different kinds of exercises uh, then I think uh, in the afternoon if if uh, they need a nap or whatever there's a certain um, uh, space where you know you can also uh, uh, exercise where you feel the energy. But uh, you know, I I think it's important to keep, you know, what's the most important thing I think is consistency. You know, is is not doing it one day and then uh, really working, let's say, an hour one day and then not doing anything for two or three days. It's doing you know 20 minutes to half hour every day. You know, that's that's very important. You are listening to my interview with Ariel Brislow on Tai Chi and Qigong. This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. Ariel's uh, exercises from one of his DVDs have been uh, posted and are being posted every day on the Parkinson's Recovery member website. They are really quite incredible in every respect and uh, give you the experience of uh, knowing more about what Tai Chi and Qigong are really all about. Uh, you can get more information uh, about the Parkinson's Recovery membership by going to parkinsonsrecovery.org, where there's information there about the uh, membership program. You can also uh, sign up for our free newsletter, uh, which uh, is at parkinsonsrecovery.com, C-O-M where I report literally what we're discovering in the research that I am doing with regard to finding ways that individuals uh, with the symptoms of Parkinson's can get relief uh, from what they're experiencing in terms of uh, challenging symptoms. I now return to my second segment of my interview with Aria Brislow. Tell us more about what Tai Chi really is. 
Well, Tai Chi is a um, Chinese martial art that can be used for both um, self-defense and also health. Today, in the West and even and also in China, it's mostly used for um, for health. And what we mean by health, it it has to do with um, developing strong legs because we what we do is when we're moving from um, uh, from sequence to sequence or from movement to movement, there's all, um, all in our, the form I do, for instance, there's 60 movements, but there's some longer forms that have up to 120 movements, and these movements are based on uh, self-defense uh, techniques. Uh, however, uh, the most important thing that it develops, of course, if you're going to use it in that way, is that you, uh, to defend yourself, you need to have balance and strong legs to begin with. So what we do is uh, emphasize um, stance where, uh, to develop a strong stance, how long the stance should be, how wide it should be, how much you should sink. And then uh, so the legs become very, very strong. Uh, and that's, of course, uh, important in, in walking because what we find um, with people who have mobility problems is often that their legs are weak or have grown weaker. It could be with seniors or Parkinson's or any other person with mobility problems. And then the, other, then the second part is, um, uh, is an important part is being able to sink into what we call the qua or the hip joints and um, trying to teach people to... Um, uh, move um, uh, to uh, bring their hips on so that they're level with the ground. Uh, in other words, the sitting bone are, is level on both sides, and that the uh, that that those the waist, the pelvis area, then provides a a cradle for the spine to be upright, so that the body finds its own um, uh, so we say uh, internal organization. So that you have strong legs, you have the cradle of the pelvis that sits uh, uh, parallel with the ground, and the spine does not lean forward or backward or, t or to the side or t uh, to either side, but remains upright in a natural balanced position. This comes from um, the idea of um, what the Chinese call the zheng yang line, which is the natural balance line of the body, so that the muscles are not um, holding the body up any more than they have to, but there's a natural balance point where it sits um, with the torso of the body and the head sits over the the legs and the pelvis. And we're the only, as the only um, bipedal um, species, the natural bipedal species. There's, you know, for instance, there's other bipedal species like chimpanzees, but they're not really, they're really knuckle walkers. They're not really um, natural walkers, upright walkers as we are, as human beings are. So we have this special organization of our body when we find that balance point where the body is perfectly integrated between the earth and heaven, where we actually use gravity to make our, um, to make our body stronger. In other words, when we sink into the legs with the gravity, we're also at the same time, it's very interesting, lifting the head above the spine and opening the whole spine so the whole energy of the body can move freely between uh, the brain, the head, and the rest of the body all the way down into the legs so that we become kind of, um, um, we could say there's a, uh, we are the meeting point between heaven and earth, and, and if we find that balance point, that perfect balance point, it makes it much easier on our body, much less stress, uh, and uh, we feel better, and we're able to walk better. So that's basically, in a nutshell, the, the health idea. Then there's also the, the, the idea of chi, of developing breath, energy, through the, from uh, outside, and becoming stronger with uh, our own internal energy by bringing in other kinds of, of, um, of energy, for instance, air, good food, um, uh, emotional uh, positive uh, thoughts. Uh, these are the basic ideas of Tai Chi, balance and integration. For people who have 
uh, difficulty with uh, falling and uh, difficulty with being able to walk, their center of gravity is off kilter. It sounds mm -hmm. like this really helps to reset that so it's in the right place. Well, it recalibrates everything, exactly. And that's what we try to do is get people to realize when they're leaning uh, one way or another, forward or backward, and we try to also strengthen the legs because if you don't have strong legs, your, your, the rest of your body is, is it, the, the, in other words, the legs are uh, the legs are like the base of a tra of a table, the legs of a table. If uh, the legs of the table are weak, eventually are and are bending in any way, eventually the table is going to fall or break. If the if the legs of the table are too narrow, the table is going to fall over. So there's just the right place for every everybody where, that they can find the perfect balance point. That is the that's the key, and and most people you know it's not just people who have mobility problems, but a lot of people do not understand uh, the importance of that internal organization, which creates the perfect balance uh, of of uh, being a a walking species, of being a bipedal bipedal human beings. I, I don't I hope I'm not being too obtuse, but uh, that's that's the basic idea. You mentioned you do a 60 movement form. That may be a bit intimidating for some people. Uh, how long does each movement take? Is it 15 seconds, uh, 30 seconds, a, a minute? Uh, well, we do. We, we, I think most people. I don't know. People realize that most, we do the movements very slow. Um, so sometimes, you know, I mean, it doesn't take that. 15 seconds is way too long. <laughs> but, you know, but we do move th through. The, I, I've never even timed it, but, you know, let's say a few seconds it takes to go from shifting the, uh, all the weight uh, from one leg to about 70, 30 forward. In other words, 70% on the front leg and 30% on the back leg. And then we step again with the empty leg and then uh, repeat the process going forward to about 70% on the forward leg and 30% on the back leg. But we do it very slowly. The knees are bent and the body, the, we're sunk, in, sunk into the, we sit, let's put it a better word, we sit into the hip joints, which allows the lower back and the coccyx to um, to be more level and, and, and the whole pelvis becomes uh, more parallel to the ground so that it doesn't cause the spine or the upper torso to lean in any direction. That's the, the basic process that we're, that we're involved in. And, and, it, and it takes a while. It, it's, it's really, you really have to work on it. But what I've done with my Tai Chi walking is I've taken those principles and I can teach that to somebody, those principles to somebody by just basically uh, uh, walking. And that's also more practical for them because what they really want is to be able to walk better, you know, and without falling and, and to have better balance. So they don't need to learn uh, all the self-defense techniques. They just need to take the principles and to walk with them. Interesting. So that that's my whole idea of, the, of Tai Chi walking. That's the name of my website and the name of my, my major exercise. But there are other exercises that I also emphasize and one, especially for Parkinson, one is a, a limbering up exercises and stretching exercises, which um, you know uh, there's a certain rigidity that can that occurs with Parkinson's, and also um, uh, self massage, you know, just to get the energy moving and to re try to relax the muscles and something very simple massage that you could, that everybody can do to themselves. Uh, and it's also based on uh, Chinese uh, techniques called chin uh, na. So uh, it's more than you know. It's more than just um, the walking and the principles, but also there's there's some stretching and um, there's also um, leg strengthening exercises where you sink on one leg and just move from one leg to the other. There's some meditation exercises because it's very important to be able to use your mind to compensate for the, the problems in the body, for the weakening of the body and so on, because the mind still is a very, very powerful tool in uh, combating the, the, um, the uh, problems of, of, of Parkinson's and MS and other, and other diseases of that sort. 
So all of these exercises that you've developed sounds like uh, they are done in slow motion. Is that right? Very slow. Very slow, you know, and for some people who who don't have the balance, um, uh, I, if they were, if they have a cane, we can do Tai Chi walking with a cane, even with a walker, uh, holding on to a wall. I do that with them sometimes with a wall. Um, also, it's possible there's some people who have, are in a position where it's very hard for them to walk at all. So I teach, you know, very basic uh, movements, sitting in a in a chair or a wheelchair. You know, which and with breathing. So you, you you have to do what I found. You have to to um, adjust the exercises to the situation of the person, the condition where he or she is at in the particular stage of their disease. But no matter uh, where they are, if they're willing to put out some time and effort, um, they can feel better. Uh, because exercise helps you to feel better, and also when you exercise, it strengthens the immune system so that you uh, you you have something to protect you against diseases and basic colds and flus. Uh, so, and then you have more confidence. So, uh, it's I think it's very important to be doing something that makes you feel like you're you have a tool to fight um, uh, this, these diseases. These teachings uh, that are so helpful to individuals who have mobility problems are can be found on in your books and your DVDs. Yes, um, the uh, the uh, Tai Chi Falls Prevention Manual for seniors and the physically challenged is uh, uh, it's in English. It can be found on my website. And um, it basically outlines the, what Tai Chi is and uh, teaches the exercises. And then there's a DVD that just contains the, um, the uh, ex- exercises themselves where I'm working with a um, 92-year-old um, student who has had two strokes and, work, and, and uses a walker. And we go through all the exercises together and so somebody can you know, learn from the manual and then do the exercises with um, myself and him. So, um, you know, that's what I've tried to do. I've tried to make it um, user-friendly and, um, you know, anybody can just jump right in. It's it's not uh, rocket science. It's very simple exercises. Tell people the website and also spell it out for them. Okay. Well, there's... there's, um, the most important one, I guess, would be uh, the WW. Uh, that's, I say two W's or three W's. Oh, you three said W's. two, but I think you meant three. Yeah, three W's. Three W's. <laughs> www. dot Tai Chi Falls Prevention. T A I C H I F A L L S P R E V E N T I O N. dot com. That's where I focus more on, on um, for seniors and uh, people with Parkinson's and so on. You also on that website find four essays that I've written uh, about um, seniors and there's one special exercise on Parkinson's. Uh, sorry, uh, essay on Parkinson's. Uh, and then um, for just general information. Um, and the easiest website to go to, I have another one, but I think the easier one is www.jerusalemtaichi.com, and that's Jerusalem, J-E-R-U-S-A-L-E-M-T-A-I-C-H-I.com. Uh, so those are the two, and, and the Jerusalem Tai Chi website has all my books on Tai Chi, including a novel on um, immortality and Chinese immortality and murder mystery set in San Francisco. Oh. And, and yeah, and it has a Qigong exercise. Uh, there's Qigong DVD, and there's there's a book of essays on Tai Chi, and there's a book on the history and philosophy of Tai Chi. And then there's um, and the Tai Chi Falls Prevention has uh, focuses on the the manual and um, the DVD relating the manual and also there's a, a, a Tai Chi Qigong two set DVD uh, for people who are a little more advanced 
so um, there's there's a lot to choose from. You can just uh, browse and take your time, and I think you'll find something that will fit your particular cir circumstances or your uh, the people who are listening. And I think we'll find something. People from any country in the world can actually order these materials from this website. That's right. That's right. And, and the uh, purchases in uh, U.S. dollars or in U.S. dollars, but uh, every, you know they just um, it's uh, with PayPal. And uh, they just changed the uh, – Ray, if you have a legitimate uh, credit card, then they just change wh whatever your currency is into, um, into dollars. So they handle all that. I, you know, it's very easy. <laughs> it's great. This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. You are listening to my interview with a remarkable scholar and individual who is, I think, making a significant contribution to anyone who has the symptoms of Parkinson's. Aria Brislow uh, does not just uh, have one year's experience with uh, Tai Chi and Qigong. He has 30 years' experience as an individual who practices this himself and who has worked with individuals who have challenged with mobility problems and specifically with individuals who have Parkinson's. He's, his work, I want to say, is remarkable, and there is an incredible synergy between the work he's doing and the work I'm doing at Parkinson's Recovery. I have seen research study after research study, and I have talked with individual after individual who report that exercise makes a huge difference to them. So we know that's the case. The challenge that I've begun to undertake is that it's clear there are many individuals who have the symptoms of Parkinson's who are seriously challenged from a mobility perspective. So the idea of exercise is not appealing. And there are some individuals, I might say some of my own relatives, who really haven't exercised a day in their life. That is, exercise has not ever been a part of their life history. So. Uh, getting uh, uh, the advice that you need to go out and exercise is not resulting in any motivation to do so. So I've undertaken the challenge of trying to figure out, okay, for individuals who really are seriously challenged from a mobility uh, perspective, what really can help if exercise is not going to be a therapy that is considered? My answer has been that it is possible through mental exercises to be able to literally exercise the body. It looks to me like, from my review of the research literature, that you get about two-thirds the benefit by simply using your mind in terms of memory exercises and also in terms of visualizations to be able to get a benefit uh, that actually creates new neural pathways in the body. So the reason I have actually posted Aria's uh, DVD, Tai Chi, and Qigong uh, exercises on the member website this month is because uh, coincident with that are my own meditations and my own memory exercises. We're doing uh, a t entirely voluntary study and inviting uh, everybody who's interested to participate in the uh, ad hoc memory uh, exercise study where we're inviting everybody to as often as you possibly can to run through the memory exercises that I am creating every week and also to run through the visualizations that I am creating every week which are designed to be able to, uh, to uh, provide some relief with regard to mobility challenges and to be able to provide the ability to smell when smell might have been disabled and to provide an empowerment of voice. So what you see on the member website is every day as well as every week, uh, there are instructional meditations from me uh, that invite you to go through uh, memory exercises as well as visualizations that use the mind, not the body, but the mind, uh, and our ability to remember 
to create and forge new uh, neural pathways. So when you hear Ayer talking about Tai Chi as uh, using the mind over the body and, and to, uh, to be coincident with uh, the movement of the body, that really is very synergetic with the uh, work that I have created just this month on the uh, Parkinson's Recovery website. And again, uh, you, uh, if you're interested at all in uh, pursuing that as an op- avenue for, for you to get relief from your symptoms, you can get more information about the actual Parkinson's Recovery member website at parkinsonsrecovery.org, O-R-G. To return now to this incredible interview with Arier Brislow. Tell us more about the essay that you wrote on Parkinson's, why you wrote it and what it's about. Well, um, I started working more and more with uh, uh, people who had uh, Parkinson's. And... um, I realized that I wanted to be able to reach them uh, uh, more more directly. You know, uh, I wanted to you know put it out in the Parkinson's uh, magazine here in Israel. I wanted to do a, a Hebrew translation, and um, I also there's a lot of English people also who who, who wanted to read it. Uh, so I decided to kind of incorporate in the article in a practical way the students that I, uh, I had experienced with, the, you know, for instance, Danny, and there was also Robert, and a few others. So that basically, that's basically why I wrote it. So it's a story of their experience with Tai Chi. It basically, yeah, I wanted to tell their stories, you know, and, uh, and I mentioned Danny um, a little before, but then there was also Robert, um, uh, who you know just was really an amazing um, uh, student. Um, I mean, he had uh, Parkinson's for quite a while, and I never, you know, the way he walked and so on was just um, amazing. His body was going in, a, in all kinds of different directions when he walked. And he often had to get, he often got stuck, and he had to recalibrate himself. He used to say it was recalibra- recalibration, where he would, I don't know if you've ever heard of this before, but he would drop down to the floor and pop up and take off again. <laughs> that's and I don't know if that's, you know, that's something he discovered um, that he, that worked for him. I don't know if he picked it up. I don't know if Parkinson people do that generally, but I never ran across anybody else who did that. That's fascinating. And, uh, I, I've heard of uh, somebody who would throw their arms up over their head, which mm-hmm. I, sounds like it's something a bit similar. Apparently, he then goes all the way down to the floor and, and then jumps up. all the way down to the floor and, and just pops up and takes off. Wow. Yeah, so um, uh, he, he was an amazing guy because, um, you know, his, his um, uh, control of his body was, uh, was really the, the most um, extreme that I've ever, you know, seen. You know, it was really something. And uh, we began working on doing the basic exercises. Um, And uh, the main thing I wanted to work with Robert was um, the idea of mind focus. I wanted to teach him how to really uh, focus his mind on his body and then to try to relax his body with breathing and meditation. And then we would do the exercises very slowly, I mean, just moving um, shifting weight from one leg to the other, or doing uh, walking from one um, one leg, you know, sinking and stepping with the other foot and moving very slowly. And then I also used with him what's called a Tai Chi ruler, which is a um, in the essay. There's a uh, uh, a photo of it at the, toward the end, uh, and it is a is a piece of wood that's about oh I don't know um, probably a foot in length. And it's got rounded um, uh, ends, and it kind of fits into your palm so that he could um, maneuver it uh, into a kind of a circular motion as we walked so that with the breathing and the walking and the moving of his hands, he was able to really take control of his body and experience um, uh, a a decrease of um, of the movement so that he had no control over. And, uh, and and that was really very positive for him. Um, I think on the whole that there was um, a lot of improvement uh, from 
our work together. But uh, as you know, that um, Parkinson's is a um, uh, gradually uh, degenerates. It's a um, degenerating disease, and um, eventually he he um, he uh, he became less ab- able to handle um, the problem, and then he um, opted for um, uh, what they 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 stick some kind of um, uh, we call it electrical impulses uh, into deep, the brain. Deep brain stimulation yeah, surgery. Yeah, d- d- uh-huh, deep brain stimulation, and I think that that helped also now, and he's been doing quite well with that. So, uh, but, you know, for a long while, we were able to stay away from that kind of more extreme, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, um, I can think of the Hebrew word. <laughs> I can't think of of, um, of a way of taking care of himself. Let's put it that way. Yeah, right. Funny, you know. They, they, I just was reading that they have. There's two different. Um, you know, if you learn two languages, that that the, 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 there's different places in the brain that there's uh, for each language. Oh, you had to go to a different place. <laughs> yeah. So to like, get the word. Yeah. So I was, you know, so sometimes those places get mixed up. Anybody knows two languages? Sometimes the word for one language will come out for the other language, and that's and that explains it. So, you're you're just refreshing your neural pathways. That's right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So anyway, so that's um, so that that was Robert's uh, the example, and um, that's that's mainly um, what I tried to do is try to emphasize that um, that the mind can uh, really have a major effect on the weakening of the body caused by the g- disease or a Parkinson's or MS or the aging process in generally. So, um, that's, you know, and then in the essay also, um, use an, uh, uh, an example of Tai Chi walking with mind focus. It was actually kind of little men showing what you have to do and, uh, explaining, uh, how to do it. And also explaining the, the Tai Chi ruler. This is the, uh, the, the wood, um, that, um, that he used to, with, that I used with Robert to uh, circles and walking at the same time, which which was um, which was very helpful at the time. So uh, I'm, you know, just trying to point people in different directions um, about uh, what they can do to help themselves. Um, and and you know there there's tai chi all over the place and you know all over in countries all over the world and all over the states for sure Canada all over Europe and in the east so it's possible uh, to find a teacher who can really help you but uh, it's very important to find somebody who's sensitive to to people to the problems and who are willing to work with you for instance. Um, uh, generally, I don't uh, teach groups because I, I feel that each each person is an individual case, and you have to deal with where that person is at in their particular stage of their disease. Um, so uh, when I go into um, uh, a home, I I really try to talk to the person first and and really try to. Um, ascertain where they are and what they need because everybody needs something um, slightly different. Um, a person who really can't walk very well and maybe is, is basically stuck in a, in a wheelchair, you know, there's something different for him or her and, there's, and people who can basically walk pretty well, there's something different for them. So uh, Tai Chi um, can be adjusted and adapted to each particular uh, situation, but you just ha- you, the teacher has to be very sensitive to um, to each person. So that's, did I, I think that's very important. Did I understand did you correctly to say that unlike most uh, medical doctors, you do home visits if required? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I do that. I mainly do home visits. I don't. I I basically just work uh, in home visits in the Jerusalem area because. It, you know, it's very difficult to um, to go outside, and, and, and it's expensive to start driving around the country and so on. But um, yeah, I, I do do home visits, and uh, that's been my main uh, focus uh, because I really feel I can help somebody. I have certain tests I do to determine uh, the the level of their uh, ability to walk. Uh, for instance, well, just watching them walk is one way. 
but um, you can uh, have somebody stand next to a wall and stretch out their hand and then mark that place or you know you have to actually mark it but you can see where it is and then have them lean forward and see how far they can lean forward against the wall with their arms stretched out and before they start to fall of course you stand there with them you know you don't allow them to fall but if they, if it's anything less than about six or eight inches uh, then that tells you that they're they're um, a serious candidate for a fall uh, if it's more, then, uh, then you know they're they're more uh, they're a candidate for the Tai Chi walking, and they're and they're they're much more mobile. So that kind of, that that's one test that I use. Um, and the other one is um, I ask people to uh, sit in, the, in a chair, and then I put a um, I tell them to walk. It's about oh I don't know it's about ten feet approximately in their living room, and then to turn around and walk back and sit down without using their hands. By the way, they have to get up without using their hands. And that tells me the strength of their legs and uh, their basic balance problems and how well they can turn around without using the wall or their their arms also tells me um, basically how well they can walk and what their situation is. So, you're really so those two simple tests are, are are very very helpful in determining or in from right from the start um, what they need. You really are custom designing a treatment for each individual then. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's all based on on, on the manual and what I do. But you know, uh, if somebody can't walk, um, then you don't touch your walkings out. But if somebody has a problem with dizziness, you can't have them bend over. You know, and do the stretch exercises. Um, if uh, there's, I've had people who uh, absolutely refuse to meditate with me to focus their mind. They don't like it. You know, so that's out. You know, yeah. so it's whatever that you know. You start to do things with people, and you start to see what they respond to and what they don't like, what they do like. And and there's also something else that's very important that I've discovered. Um, I've discovered that it's very hard for people who who do not have a, a culture of exercise in their lives or haven't have, have developed it over the years. In other words, I've, I've basically exercised all my life. Uh, you know, when I was younger, it was basketball, uh, you know, uh, uh, winter sports, uh, swimming. You know, I've always, you know, exercised. It's always been a part of my life. One part of my life was weightlifting also and running. You know, and now that I'm older, you know, it's, it's Tai Chi and stretching, and um, I teach sword uh, and sparring, you know, with wooden swords. We don't stab each other, you know, I kill each other. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, so uh, the the culture of physical activity is very much a part of my life. I have found that people who have that culture of physical activity are much more likely to respond to my program than people um, who do not. In other words, they don't like. They haven't exercised. They don't like to exercise, and they'll do it when I'm there, but they won't do it when I'm not there. And that's a problem because you know it's not enough to do it once a week, or even I come twice a week. You need to do it basically every day to to um, uh, inhibit the um, the movement of the disease. So in your experience, what really does motivate individuals to exercise who've really never exercised in their life before? Well, I found it to be a real problem. I think, uh, you know, for some people, it's just um, they see themselves going downhill, and, they get, and it's very scary. And if, they, and if I can show them in some way that there's, um, that there's hope and there uh, can be improvement, and they can feel better about themselves, and they can take control of their lives again, that that can be a motivation for some people. For other people, I found that um, you know you can't you can talk yourself blue in the face, and it's not going to you know, change anything. But it's definitely not enough once a week if I come and, and work an hour with somebody and teach them the exercises, and then I come next week and I do it again with them. And, and that's not what it's about. It's about learning the exercises because they're simple to to learn, and then doing it every day. People will want to know how to get in touch with you, people who are local uh, to Israel, but also people who uh, may be planning visits just to see you. How do they get in touch with you personally? Well, they can. Uh, the best way is uh, go to my website, 
and uh, it has my phone number on my website, my address, and uh, it also has uh, the faxes there. Uh, it has contact information, and um, so it's, it's no problem whatsoever to get in contact with me. Um, uh, if I gave it to you over the uh, now, you know, it would be difficult, I think, for people to pick it up. It's most important. Just go to the website, and all the websites have um, that information. You are listening to my interview with prolific author, Arier Brislow, who has created a, a series of CDs and DVDs and books on Tai Chi and Qigong as they specifically relate to the uh, challenges that individuals with the symptoms of Parkinson's confront. This particular program is a weekly event. And every week I report uh, on uh, what I'm discovering through my interviews with individuals across the globe who are reporting their experiences of what helps them get relief from symptoms. Of course, I know what some of the uh, upcoming programs are going to be telling you, and I want you to know that there are some exciting discoveries that you're going to be hearing about in the weeks ahead at this very same time and hour every Thursday at 11 o'clock Pacific time. And of course, you can always hear or download any of the programs that are aired weekly uh, here on the Parkinson's Recovery Network uh, resource page. Next week, you're going to hear a story from 82-year-old Lee Bender, who has had Parkinson's uh, now for a number of years and who is beginning to have some significant mobility problems, but who has discovered a uh, way that he can get really great relief uh, that lasts about a day or two through an invention that has just really been created over the last several months. So I'll give you a teaser. This particular invention turns out to be called the lounge. So you'll need to be able to tune in next week and hear Lee's story about how the lounge is helping him get relief from his symptoms. The reason why I got onto this story actually is because I got wind of the fact that not only is this giving Lee relief from his symptoms, but by coincidence, his son is actually the creator and the inventor of this particular device without specifically realizing that it would help his own dad. So it's really quite uh, a story. And uh, it looks like this particular uh, 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 device, this uh, lounge, uh, is giving Lee a great deal of relief. And uh, we're now getting reports from other sources that indicate that it's also uh, uh, being particularly helpful to many, many individuals who have the symptoms of Parkinson's. So we're here every week, Thursdays at 11, uh, 11 o'clock Pacific time. You can listen to us live, or you can always listen to the recordings of past programs where we talk to people who are giving great ideas of what you can do to get incredible relief from uh, the symptoms of Parkinson's. Back to my final and fourth segment of my interview with Arier Brislow. My experience with Tai Chi is at the YMCA in Lexington, Kentucky. I took a course that lasted 10 weeks, and the instructor gave us uh, a piece of the movements for a form that was uh, 30 movements long. So uh, in the very first class, they gave us the, uh, the first couple of movements, and we were to go home and practice that and then come back the next week, and he would add a couple of more movements. And so every week, we were uh, getting a little longer in the form that we were doing. That worked beautifully for me, except uh, I was unable to practice as I had hoped uh, when we got into that in the fourth or fifth week. And then I couldn't remember all the movements, so I got a bit frustrated. Is that a typical way of teaching Tai Chi, and does that work in your experience? Yes, it, it does. But it, it, you see, the problem with Tai Chi is uh, that it is a sequence of movements. So if, if you don't practice and you, get, and you miss a few weeks and you get behind, it's very frustrating because it's very hard to catch up again. That's what I learned. <laughs> yes, that's that, and exactly that happens to a lot of people. It's not it's not an unusual thing. So, uh, as far as uh, the best way, if you're going to go, you know, for, if you don't have the time, or you or, or you you don't think you're going to be able to practice, the best thing is to study qigong. 
Now, Qigong is has many similar principles to Tai Chi. It's just it's not it's a sequence of movements, but usually the movements are much um, simpler, easier to do, and not as many. Now, my form, uh, I think you're probably doing something like the the, the what they call the Beijing 24. It's a medical um, uh, Tai Chi. And uh, you know, it's and it's also not as um, uh, how should I say physically demanding as what I, what many Tai Chi teachers teach. Uh, it can you know my form can be extremely demanding uh, of uh, physically. Uh, you know, it depends on the person who I'm teaching and what I what I'm doing. You know, how how deep I go into it. But it depends on how deep they sink and how slow we go, and how if I have them hold uh, postures and so on. So it can be very, very <laughs> intense. So what I suggest uh, to people is if you have a memory problem or you're not going to be able to practice, um, you can go to a qigong class and you can just jump right in and you can miss a class and it won't make any difference. Uh, it's just an ongoing thing, you know, with most qigong teachers. That's the way when I teach qigong, that's what I also teach. It's just very easy to for everybody to jump in, and it's just a lot easier to do and a lot simpler. And you don't get the long sequence of 60 movements or 30 movements or 120 movements or some of the the forms of that long. And uh, that's what I would recommend. You know, I think you have to um, look at yourself and and be um, practical about what you're going to be able to do, and 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 that way you won't be frustrated, and you'll still get a lot of benefit because qigong is is great stuff. It's it's wonderful, and it's still uh, body strengthening, and it still has a lot to do with breathing and, and meditation, and uh, so I, I think it's I think it's very important. If people can't find a Qigong class to attend uh, near where they live, can they uh, get uh, exposure from one of your DVDs? Yeah, the Qigong DVD on the Jerusalem uh, Tai Chi website uh, has a, uh, has three exercises, a very good warm-up exercise. Uh, actually, my wife is the, is the model who does it, and I speak in the background and uh, explain how to do it as she's doing it. And uh, there's a very popular qigong exercise called the eight pieces of brocade, and then there's uh, the animal. There's five animal form uh, qigong, which you um, make sounds and breathe deeply uh, and move in certain ways, like like the animals. And each each uh, movement is related to a specific organ in the body, so that when you breathe and color uh, and emotion uh, for each organ. So. Um, you, uh, somebody could easily uh, gain tremendous benefit by just doing those exercises with my wife and myself. Very simple. What else would you want to be sure people know about Tai Chi or Qigong? I'll tell you, I, if I can uh, generalize that question a little bit, I just think it's important to to exercise, you know, it's important to do Tai Chi, but not everybody can do Tai Chi because it's too slow or it's too meditative, and people sort of say to me sometimes, oh, I just can't do it, I, I, I just can't move that slow, or I can't, you know, focus that in that way, you know, and I, I also get aerobic exercise with um, walking, I walk um, up the, uh, some pretty steep hills, uh, you know, 50 minutes to an hour every day. And along with my Tai Chi, you know, I'm doing that also in the mornings and the and the evenings. So, um, you know, I just think, uh, and I see a lot of people are walking and, and, and easy jogging and doing all sorts of exercise. I just think it's so important to stay active because that's what keeps people healthy. When you're active, the body needs movement and it needs to to uh, to be exercised. Um, and, uh, and and there's just uh, you know I, I mean there's study after study that shows what it uh, the benefits of uh, exercise and the important thing I think is to find the exercises that that um, fit your personalities the you know a lot of people try to force themselves into tai chi or try to force themselves into jogging and so on and they're miserable they're unhappy and very and quickly they burn out you know and the most important thing is to find something you love and get in there and do it and have fun. You know? yeah. I love doing Tai Chi, but not everybody does it. You know, it, It's going to enjoy it in the same way that I do. So I love walking. 
you know. Um, so that's my advice. Uh, find something you love and enjoy it. You know, life is too short not to uh, enjoy it to the fullest, and that includes with exercise. You've worked with uh, many people who have the symptoms of Parkinson's with great success. What would you want to be sure and say to an individual with the symptoms of Parkinson's who's very discouraged right now mm-hmm. about their ability to feel better? Mm-hmm. I, well, I, I, I definitely think that uh, from my experience and, and that you can uh, feel better uh, if you do, if you'll exercise and watch your diet and uh, take, you know, your medicine and work with a support group. You know, there's, I, there's support groups all over Israel and I know all over the states, and I think that's very important. And to stay um, spiritually uh, focused, in other words, to, um, you know, understand that, um, that, that life doesn't stop because um, you have a, a disease or a, a, a disability that there's ways to uh, to overcome it and to use it uh, to grow and to even be, in a way, better than you were before. And I know Danny, you know, my student, talks a lot, uh, a lot about that. Uh, you know, that, that uh, Parkinson's, he feels, has made him a better person. He wasn't, he was just kind of a, a guy who went to work and and was not as sensitive to his family as he could have been, and and he realizes that things are, um, you know, that the things he took for granted, uh, he can't take for granted anymore, and uh, it's just changed his whole life in such a positive way. And I think, I think you have to take the 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 difficulty and and see it as a blessing, and and you have to find that blessing in it. And I, I'm not saying it's easy. But um, sometimes uh, um, there's a blessing in a broken heart. Aria Brislow, thank you very much for taking the time to tell us all about Tai Chi and Qigong and about all of the DVDs and books that you've done as a result of your work with individuals who have the symptoms of Parkinson's. Well, it's my pleasure, and um, I just want to thank you very much for giving me the opportunity, Robert, uh, to... Um, I hope give people um, some hope and and uh, to know that um, uh, you know it's, that life goes on and it's not the end of the world and that, that definitely they can move on to an other levels in their life. Awesome, thanks. Carrier recommends that we uh, all have fun and find out what route is best for us. I, uh, as many of you know, uh, was trained as a uh, traditional academic researcher and uh, served on the faculties of universities uh, at the University of Texas and and the University of Kentucky and did uh, research in the traditional way, which is that you you have an idea, you uh, form a hypothesis, uh, you you develop a proposal for funding, you do the research, uh, you get it reviewed, uh, and after uh, a number of revisions, you actually get it published in a prestigious journal. That process takes about, uh, at least for me, uh, yeah, six to eight years. Uh, I found that to be a bit uh, drudgery uh, in terms of my approach to life. So I've shifted. I've changed, as many of you know, and I'm into doing it now. And so my approach to research is to basically talk with anyone, anywhere, who is giving us information about what can provide great relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. I don't care what it is, quite frankly. Uh, And so uh, if you've got any ideas, any experiences of uh, things that you've done, and again, doesn't matter what it is, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at robert at uh, parkinsonsrecovery.com. I'd love to interview you. We've got some fascinating shows coming up uh, from individuals who uh, talk about Uh, their proposals for ways that you can feel better. If you feel that you're down or out or disappointed or discouraged, or if you're falling into that false uh, belief template uh, that, yeah, you're going to continue to get worse because you've been diagnosed with this entity that has the label Parkinson's disease, please consider always in the back of your mind a place to come as Parkinson's Recovery. We're here every week. We're here live. We provide information that clearly indicates 
that there are activities that you can pursue that will give you incredible relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. There are many, many, many possibilities. You've heard about an exciting possibility today. If this doesn't call to you, I, I can assure you, I can guarantee you, stick with me, keep listening, or even listen to some of the previously recorded radio programs, and you will be surprised at how many great possibilities exist out there in the wonderful universe of you know, things that people are doing, therapies they're trying, mobilities that they are considering that are giving them great relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. The people who are getting better are experimenters. They're trying one thing after another. They're oftentimes trying things on combinations and uh, the results are really quite remarkable. My, my program, my agenda is to document those recoveries and to change the whole belief system out there uh, that uh, we all know that, yes, uh, if you do have neurological challenges, the fact is that the body is giving you some information about some changes that need to be made. And once you make those changes and make those adjustments, the reality is that your body can return to full health and wellness. The body always knows how to heal itself. It just needs a little uh, remembering sometimes how to actually make that happen. And... This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery, where you can uh, get our uh, free newsletter and get the updates of information about what we're discovering causes the symptoms of Parkinson's and what people are doing to get great relief by simply signing up for the newsletter, and uh, I'm simply writing you about what we're discovering here in the moment. On the Parkinson's Recovery member website, What's up this month is uh, the uh, using memory, using our minds to be able to carve out and create new neural networks. So as a community, we are literally creating in the moment now ways that people can heal. So you don't have to wait seven or eight years to get the results of a study on Tai Chi or Qigong or any kind of other mo 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 uh, modality. The reality is that I believe it's possible to get relief from the symptoms now, that is, healing happens now. So that's what Parkinson's recovery is all about. We're figuring out what you can do to make that happen, and that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the men are handsome, and all the women are smart, and all the children are truly loved. Know that you are on the road to recovery. Good day.